Still a Nation, what's going on? It's your man Kev Easy here. This is Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 84, Ben Roethlisberger, part two, slash TJ Watt, go crazy. Get that man, Defensive Player of the Year. Look, if you guys missed the morning after, look, man, of course I'm going to have to supply that for y'all. Reason being is that, yo, it was an emotional night. And it kind of spilled over to the morning after. It was an emotional morning. But make sure you guys tap into everything Stills for Seven podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, baby. Reddit. And we might be somewhere that I don't even know where we're at, but we're everywhere. <laughs> Venture Season Network. Make sure you check that out as well. All platforms, man. All the shows, all the shows, all the shows. But before we get into this podcast, I would like for everyone that missed the morning after, just sit back, relax, and let's rewind to the morning after. Still a nation, what's up, man? It's your man, Kevin. It's the morning after. Need this fresh air, man. You already know the Steelers put in that work last night, you know. Got the Browns out of here. The Browns had no heart. You know what I'm saying? Jadavion Clowney was throwing shoes. They was throwing tantrums, but they couldn't throw away enough points to get the dub over the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a monumental night, legendary night. A night if you are a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you did not shed a tear last night, I question. I question your humanity, <laughs> your ability or whatever. Uh, I question your fandom. You know what I'm saying? Unless you one of them old Terry Bradshaw back in my day as dudes, you feel me? Like, you know, I understand that. But Ben Roethlisberger's last home game, he couldn't hold it in. So he was basically like going with the flow. Like, yeah, it's the last one, last one, last one. Dog. He may, like, you know, the Steelers can probably still make the playoffs. You know, they beat Baltimore next week. And the Colts beat, I mean, excuse me, the Colts lose to the Jags, which I'm like, dog, that is not happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anything can happen in the league, you feel me? So, um, you know, he can do that. They can do that. And they said the Chargers and Raiders game can't end in the tie. Now, as crazy as that sounds. I expect that to happen more than uh, the Colts losing to the Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, back to the game, man. Najee Harris stepped up. He had 188 yards. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love the last part of the game, right? Like, we get Ben back out there in the offense, and then Najee gets that touchdown. So, like, all right, Ben ends it with a touchdown. Cool, cool, cool. And then out of nowhere, bam, Trey Norwood missed the seventh-round pick. A.K.A. Yo, that young boy is still in the draft. You know what I'm saying? Came, he got the pick and um, gave Ben the opportunity to do the best offensive play known to man since the game was created. And that's the victory formation. You know what I'm saying? So Ben was able to finish his Pittsburgh Steeler Heinz Field playing career, taking a knee, defeating his hometown team. Not not really necessarily his hometown, but home city, home state, you feel me, team, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns that passed on him, you know? And it's funny because, right, the Pittsburgh Steelers' karma was passing up on Dan Marino, and it took us 20 years. Um, I want to say roughly a little under 20 years to get Big Ben, right? And the reason why we didn't get Dan Marino, it was like, because Tony, not Tony, Terry Bradshaw was still in the full. He was kind of really on his last leg. Um, I think an unfortunate incident happened where he got hurt. They didn't know. But at the same time, Dan Marino had some issues. It wasn't going to happen this time with Big Ben, you feel me? I don't know why the Browns passed on him, but that was the hometown kid. They passed on him. So what he do? Pittsburgh, we get him. He made the Browns, and he made the Bengals pay. Yeah, the Bengals won the division, but it doesn't matter. He made them pay. And I'm not going to lie. This morning after, it's not really about the game. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't even get to the young boy, TJ Watt. Four sacks. Watt go crazy. Watt go crazy. You feel me? Like, he goes crazy. Four sacks. Um, Alex Highsmith had two sacks, I you believe. Know, I didn't think I was going to take um, the field again, but it's the best play yo, in football when ate. you're an offensive everyone player ate, to man. take a knee. Everyone ate, man. And so I'm glad I got to you do it one last saying? time. Yo, it was, it was good, man. It was... It's like, <laughs> should we play next week? It's like, nah, nah, man. We got the Ravens coming up, man. That's going to be a good one. Uh, now it's like, all right, Ben's last game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. That's one. But I think the bigger story and the story that needs to be, um, I want to say, pushed to the forefront now is T.J. Watt breaking Michael Strahan's uh, single-season sack record. Now, every time people bring up Michael Strahan, and his sack record, every time they bring it up, they say, oh, man, Brett Favre laid down for that last one, which he did. He laid down for that last one. You know what I'm saying? That's why Brett Favre had to get on camera and say, yo, Aaron Rodgers, you're my daddy. That's why <laughs> That's why Brett Favre had to live that karma. You feel me? Like, yo, you don't do that to the game of football. You don't just do stuff to get somebody something. You know what I'm saying? Now we here in 2021-2022 season. You feel me? Well, really, it's 2021 season. But we're in 2002 right now. You know what I'm saying? We're right here right now. And TJ's about to break that record. And, yo, Lamar Jackson, he may not play. He may or may not play. That kid, Hunley, he's playing like, yo... He's not trying to be a backup next year. You feel me? So, I don't see none of them laying down for T.J. Watt. You know? They're going to get hurt if they, you know, try to fake it until they make it. You feel me? But I'm telling you, like, T.J. Watt, all he needs is a sack and a half. And he is the guy. Defensive player of the year. He missed three games. Three games, y'all. He missed three games, yo. Like, come on. You know, I didn't think I was going to take the field again, but it's the best play in football Yo, when you're an offensive the player to take a knee. He'll be doing so this. So I'm glad I got to do it one last time. 14 games, bro. That means T.J. Watt could have played in the 70s in Fermanite like, and would have broke this record. You know what I mean? But, hey, man, only time would tell. I don't want to talk about next week too much, man. It was the night of Ben Roethlisberger, Monday Night Football. Yo, everyone from old players to coaches. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the main, the man and brothers do their thing. You feel me? Because the Stills was playing so why the hell would I watch them? You feel me? So it was like, all right. Watched Coach Cowra. He was on there. You know what I'm saying? Yo, everyone's emotional after the game. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, like, he was crying before he got to the podium. I heard it in his voice. Everybody was crying, son. Everybody, man. And so... Yeah, it was just a magical, magical experience. You know, I didn't think I was going to take like, the field again, but it's the best play in football when you're an offensive player me, to take a knee. I'm sorry, bro. And so I'm I glad seen, I got to do it one last time. <laughs> I seen somebody post a temperature out in Pittsburgh, and I said, nah, kid. Because when I, <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I was in Jersey for the holidays, you feel me? So it was like, it was already cold up there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I ain't going to stay up here a little longer just to go to Pittsburgh where it's colder. Nah, I'm not doing it. You know, but shout out to everybody that withstand the weather, who's used to the weather, who withstand it. If you're not from there, you know what I'm saying? I was there to watch Ben last. And hopefully he, y'all was one of the people he dapped up at the end because y'all deserve to get dapped because y'all was out there in those conditions. You heard? Um... But, yeah, man, it's the morning after. As you can see, yo, it was a good night. You would have thought we won a, a freaking playoff game, how I'm hyped, compared to the last couple ones, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, man, Baltimore, you next. You next. You better lay down. Just lay down, you heard? Just lay down.
wasn't a, a movie spectacle. I'm not gonna lie, I watched that game like two more times, man. It was a it was a great watch, and hopefully, I will understand that when I say that because this whole year it hasn't been too many games worth watching. Like we watch it because we love the Steelers, but it was so messy. Us being we're coming out slow. We're not doing the necessary things we're supposed to be doing. So to actually watch this game and see, you know, how things started to come together, the passion of the team, um, the environment, the the stadium, the love, um, good presentation, everything. And it was it was good, man. It was something good to see, and it gave me motivation going into this Baltimore week that. The Steelers are still in it. It's still in it. I was on record and going back. I was saying maybe two, three weeks now that we maybe we should make the playoffs, right? And it's crazy how that's the mentality that ended up developing in my brain over a while. I was like, we shouldn't make the playoffs. But it's like if the opportunity is there, what the hell? Might as well go for it, man. And and. And the scenarios isn't too crazy. It's possible. The Pittsburgh Steelers have to beat Baltimore. The Jaguars. <laughs> the Jaguars is going to have to beat the Colts. And the Chargers and the Raiders cannot tie. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Especially the Chargers and Raiders. If they end up tying, I'm going to be pissed. I'm like, all right, guys. All right, Vegas. The jig is up. You know, but I don't think um, that would end in a tie. The Jaguars beating the Colts, it can happen, man, but I don't think it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something I don't think is going to happen. But got to be optimistic, man. Seeing that game on Monday and knowing that, yo, this is the probably the potential last game of Big Ben that we could see suit up. It's like, oh, maybe we can get another game out of it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that last game turned into a run like that 2005 team. It looked like we was almost out of it. And then a game, that Jerome Bettis Bears game lit a fire under the team. You know, maybe this Browns game, it lit a fire under the team going forward. And, you know, the stars online and the Pittsburgh Steelers probably make the dance. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But it's crazy because after I did the morning after, I, you know, go on 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 YouTube and whatnot and try to see what I missed. Like, okay, who talked about the Steelers? Who talked about the game, the moments? I'm looking. I'm looking. I go to first take. I didn't talk too much about it. You know, it was, you know, it was uh some good things were said. I feel like ESPN did their due diligence after the game. That's when I heard a lot of good things and stuff like that. But, you know, I watched Undisputed as well, some of the clip the clip from there, and they talking about Ben's pass. All, it, Shannon Sharp had the nerve to say, and Shannon Sharp is probably one of the biggest Big Ben slash Stiller haters out there. And it's rightfully so because he was a Raven and he wants to take credit for the rivalry. And it's cool because whatever, whatever, dog. But anyway, he was like, he was on record saying Ben is going to be a first battle Hall of Famer. He's on record. A couple other guys are on the record saying that. But on Tuesday morning, he said, when it's time for the voters to vote, they probably going to think long and hard knowing what he did in the past. I'm like, what? I thought you said he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, like, that's it's stuff like that, that that's kind of sickening and is nasty. Like, it won't uh, – I don't know, man. A lot of people won't feel the same as I feel when it comes to that because the past is the past. But I'm a person, I'm a person that had – that have to believe in that the past, you learn from the past to become a better person over time. And we've seen that all the way up until two years ago. Ben, we saw Ben mature. Ben wasn't the best leader. You know, we heard about Ben's leadership all throughout his career. 
And it blew it blew ahead, it blew a gasket, the Le'Veon Bell, big um Le'Veon Bell A B situation. That's when it was like, okay. But Ben was so far ahead of the game and and you and you know the saying, you can't teach an old veteran, old grizzly, new trick, old dog, new trick, something like that, right? I'm sorry, I butchered that, but y'all understand this, what I'm saying. But Ben was able to become a better leader late in his career. Like, Ben is not throwing guys under the bus. He's not uh, yelling at guys on the sideline. He's not doing, he wasn't doing any of that these last two years. You know, and I feel like that should be something that people know that this man really matured into a better man, a better player, and late in his career, even to a better leader. Like, it's it's not like he was set in his ways. He was always looking to get better. You know, sometimes he had to look in the mirror. Sometimes he had to, the results had to be in his face. Like, yo, I had to be better, you know? And if I could take one thing away from that the night, not really the next morning because it is what it is with that, but the night of the game was Ben Roethlisberger might have a statue out of Hinesville, outside of Hinesville. That's what I got from it. Because I feel like in 2021, I feel like when Ben walks away, that he will be – Cause the kid, I will me. I would like to say he would be considered the number one stiller of all time. Now, it's some people a little older than me. Some people around my age that may say no. It might still be G- Mean Joe Green, but I feel like we're so far removed from Mean Joe Green um, and the '70s Stillers that we can't look at what Ben did in his career and not acknowledge that yo, this guy did it with less talent than Mean Joe and Terry Bradshaw because there's a whole bunch of Hall of Famers on on those teams. You know, Ben did it with less Hall of Fame talent. There's some Hall of Famers on the Steelers now. There's some Hall of Famers. But in the type of game that Ben was playing in, the era he playing in, playing in the, the era of Tom Brady where no one was eating like that. Big Ben was able to get two championships and three appearances in the Super Bowl in the Tom Eric, Tom Brady era. You know, only Eli Manning was able to say something like that. Only, um, you know, Joe Flacco the one time and Peyton Manning two times. You know, but it, it, it's not that many people that was doing it like that. As far as the two times go, it's only Eli, Peyton, and Ben, the only guys that win two in the Tom Brady era. And I don't know how I don't know if Eli would get the nod to go in the Hall of Fame because he just turned the ball over so much. But when it was time for him to ball in the playoffs, he did his thing. Uh, when they went on those two runs, but that was kind of it, right? Ben, the fact that he won two and went to three, like Peyton won two and went to three, I believe. Yeah, he won two and went to three. It's like Peyton was the first ballot Hall of Famer, and he got the numbers. Big Ben, he did the same thing Peyton did, not as accurate or whatever. You know, some of the numbers is way different. But Ben is in the top five, top ten in almost every quarterback category. He has to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, man. That's one. And I feel like that, to me, I don't know, that makes Ben the best stiller of all time because – 20 years from now, people are going to be talking about Big Ben, what he's did. They're going to talk about the 70s and whatnot, but it's like we have another point in time and still a history to stop at. We don't have to go all the way back to the 70s anymore. We can talk about the Ben Roethlisberger era, you know. But that's just how I feel about, how, how I feel about Ben. You know, I feel like what I just said, a lot of you may not agree with. A lot of you, like I said, may actually still believe it's me, Joe Green. Some may actually believe it's Terry Bradshaw. Even though Terry Bradshaw himself said that Ben is the, he'll give Ben the accolades to be the best, you know, still a quarterback of all time and stuff like that. He'll give that to him. So like he kind of conceded that. Um, but it's, I feel like he's going to get a statue, man. I, you know, the, the Franco Harris statue is not going anywhere. That's a legendary point in time. And, you know, that's never going away. 
But Big Ben, I feel like we should have – it should be a Big Ben statue leading in the Hinesfield, man. Like, people should be able to honor, like, what he was able to do in 18 years, you know. can't Like, Big Ben was so successful in his career that <laughs> the, the casual Pittsburgh Steelers fan in this new era – their version of mediocre is having a winning record. Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin never had a losing record. But you will hear a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans say, yo, these teams are like, this is mediocre. The, the, the word mediocre will come out over and over and over and over. And it's like, what is mediocre to you? Because the Jets, the Lions, Browns for a long time, so on and so forth, a lot of those teams would trade places with the Pittsburgh Steelers fans tenfold. They will do it quick, fast, in a hurry. Quicker than a Steph Curry shot. Quicker than a Steph shot. He's coming back soon for my NBA people. Uh, That's a little plug there. But (laughs) look, man. I just feel like this guy is going to get the – I don't know. I don't know. He's definitely going to the ring of honor. And it's not that many people that go into the ring of honor. I feel like number seven will be retired. You would have to retire number seven. You would have to. You would have to. Do y'all agree? Y'all let me know if y'all agree on that, man. Because, you know, I just realized that you can definitely respond to these here. You can respond to the podcast, or if you don't want to do that, you can respond on IG, Stills for 7 Podcast, or Twitter, Stills for 7 Pod, not podcast on there, but Stills for 7 Pod on Twitter, you know, or you can just go to the Stills for 7 Facebook page, you know, tell me what you think there. But, man, just what a career from Big Ben, and... I just wanted to put that out there. And just the love that I've been seeing. I've seen the NFL post on their social media. They said, you know, see you next stop in Canton. We'll see you in Canton. Um, the Twitter, NFL's Twitter did it as well. You know, it's great. It's great, man, because going so long, like, as a Steeler fan in this era, in this Big Ben era, you wouldn't know that Big Ben didn't get the acknowledgement that maybe I feel or maybe most of Steeler Nation feels that he deserved. I think he should have been acknowledged as one of the all-time greats a little bit more. I feel like uh, Matt Ryan got more love than Ben. You know what I'm saying? Like... um I just feel Philip Rivers, I feel like he got more love than Ben and he was ringless. But hey, man, you know, I'm not trying to turn nobody down now, but <laughs> it is what it is when it comes to that. But Big Ben is the guy, the legend. He won't be a myth because it's right there. I believe in his press conference, I could have got the question wrong, but it seemed like that's what they asked. They said, How does it feel? Something they should like with kids around the Pittsburgh area. You know, they seen you for 18 years. So, like, some of the quarterbacks coming up, you know, it might be little Ben's running around as far as quarterback and it goes. Like, and that 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 took me back. Like, if that wasn't the question, because I wasn't really listening to the answer, but what I thought that question was had me thinking, like, yo, it is, like, kids that was probably 10 years old when they started really getting into it with Ben. Um and Ben was probably, you know, 10 years in the league, you know, or, you know, they was they watched Ben's whole career. And they came up playing quarterback, seeing Ben play, their favorite quarterback, and just adopted his style as play. And probably made more bigger guys become quarterbacks in the area, you know? Like guys that's 6'5", a little big, that could probably play tight end, you know, um, but just know how to sling it. You know, so it was that that right there had me thinking, man. And 
I would like to see that, like the little Ben Roethlisberger's coming up. <laughs> like, cause you see some in the league right now, like me, I'll, I'll say Josh Allen is a, is a little Ben, you know, um, but just a little bit more, you know, athleticism, but it's a lot of players that sit in the league today that's big, that moved around, that, that shook tackles and stuff. It all comes from Ben. You know, Ben will probably give John Elway a lot of credit and stuff like that, but whatever, man. Shannon Sharp be talking crazy about Ben, so we're going to discredit Ben for that, man. You know, so Big Ben, retire his number, build him a statue, first ballot Hall of Famer, media, show him more love. I know we got another week to go, but I think uh, Ben is definitely uh, – a legend. A legend. It's a lot of Hall of Famers in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> all of them are Hall of Famers, right? <laughs> but all of them aren't legends. All of them aren't legends. I feel like Ben Roethlisberger is a legend. I feel like Ray Lewis is a legend, right? I feel like Tom Brady is a legend, right? When he retires and goes in. Of course, he's the Peyton Manning is a legend, right? You got guys like, um, and you know, just so I'm not just biased and everything. You got guys like, um, let me say, John Starworth, great receiver, Hall of Famer, but I won't call him a legend. But I may be talking out of turn because you know he's way, way older than my era. You know, but it's some guys in the Hall of Fame that was just amazing, but they're not legends. Like T.O., he's in the Hall of Fame, but is he a legend, though, when you got Jerry Rice, Randy Moss? You know? Like, what did T.O. really do that was that made him the legend? You know, but I'm not trying to come at anybody. I just want y'all to kind of understand where I'm coming from when it comes to that word legend. You may agree, you may not agree. Um, another thing that Ben was talking about in his press conference, he mentioned Mason Rudolph going into next year, not having like maybe a Ben to look that someone ahead of him. Like, it's like, he'll really be competing for the job. If we don't go out and get a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, like we're speaking that we're going to do, we're going to go get a veteran quarterback, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, anybody. But if not, it's going to be Mason Rudolph versus Dwayne Haskins versus Josh Dobbs or whoever else, man. We might get uh, Marcus Mariota, whatever, whatever, whatever. But Mason Rudolph will have the opportunity to compete. And Ben was just saying, you know, him not having that veteran like Big Ben ahead of him, it may do him wonders in the offseason. Whereas, like, all right, he's com- like he's taking the preparation days a little more serious. And I, I don't know if he's don't take it serious, but when you have that mindset, like, yo, this job is mine to possibly lose, or yo, I need to go get this job. It's open. You know, he might take it a little more serious than he thought he could. You know, like, he might hit another level, and you know, that's something that that made me think a little bit. But then I'm like, all right, I, I still rather have one of these veterans because Mason showed me a lot. And I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet, <laughs> for real. Um, but that Monday night game wasn't all about Big Ben. Even though, like, the big story was Big Ben, but there was a lot of things I took from that, man. And it has to go with this guy right here. But before I even talk about this guy, I need to take a break because this man alone deserves, like, at least a couple minutes of my time and your time. So I'll be right back, man. Now, without further ado, let me speak on this guy who I feel like was snubbed two years in a row, two years in a row for the depoy. This guy, Monday night, is the, what he did was cause major chaos. He caused a destruction. Like he he destroyed the Cleveland Browns. And it was a thing that his energy 
inspired the rest of the defense to put in that work as well. This man here was, quote, unquote, allegedly dealing with rib, a rib issue, cracked rib, for about a week, two weeks. Now, I'll tell you this. That Monday night game, it looked like he ain't hurt nothing. This guy, T.J. Watt, had a four sacks, three, tackle, three tackles for loss, like total domination, man. Total domination and two pass def- two pass deflections. And I feel like those pass deflections, that's when he was just taking Baker out of it. He was taking Baker out of it, man. Like, we're this so this far in the season that we're saying that, yo, why are these guys not putting the whole offensive line on TJY? You can literally sit and watch Pittsburgh still the tape, and you can watch TJ Watt. Literally cause havoc. Not one, not two. Sometimes three offensive linemen or three people in the offense are occupied trying to stop T.J. Watt. And sometimes, more often than not, it doesn't help at all. Now, T.J. this year, if he gets snubbed for defensive player of the year, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Because he's going to break this record. I'm not going to lie going into this Jack, this Baltimore Raven game. But I'm going to get into you know reason why in a little bit later when I actually fully break that game down. But the Ravens, they're looking at T.J. Watt saying, uh-oh. He's about to cause havoc. Like, this year, T.J. Watt, his numbers for this year is like, it's ridiculous, man, because it's not like he's played every game. He missed about three games, if you sum it all up, like, you know, two full games and bits and pieces of games and all that. Probably add up. You know what I'm saying? So he played in 14 games. The guys have – he has six pass deflections, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, you know – um, Tackles, combined tackles, 59 tackles, 20 tackles for loss. His QB hits is crazy. It's 36. So he hits the quarterback 36 times this year, right? And out of them 36 times, 21.5 was a sack. So basically when he get there, if he's in the backfield, he's probably going to get a sack. Now on the Pittsburgh still a defense, it's not even close. We don't have anybody else in the double digits when it comes to sacks. You know, Cam Hayward has nine, so he's right there. But the Pittsburgh Steelers still lead the, the, the league in the NFL in sacks, and only one person has double-digit sacks. That is crazy. That is crazy. T.J. Watt, this guy here, man, the way he's playing, there's no doubt in my mind that He's he's building himself a nice Hall of Fame career. I don't think it's early. It's not too early to say it. I honestly feel like on the rate that he's going, bar injury, you know, he can definitely break Bruce Smith's 200 sack record. Because he has 71 right now. He's at 71 right now, and at the age of 27. So you can low-key give him a nice seven more years. Say seven more years. Let's see. Let me. I'm going to have to pull a calculator out real quick. Hold up. Hold up, man. Because I'm not going to say he's going to average 20 sacks for seven straight years, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to OD. I'll say something like an average of maybe 15, 15, seven years, 15, you know what I mean? Plus with the 71. And if I'm averaging it on 15 sacks for the next seven years, 
I don't know, man. He might be able to do it. And I'm not even saying, like, yo, he'll be done at 34. He'll be around at least 170, 180 by the time he's 34. You know? So it's like he can probably play until he's 20, uh, 30, 30. James Harrison was able to play until he was 38, 39. And he, remember when he retired, when we brought him back a little before, you know, we drafted TJ, he was having a good year. He's having good years. It's eight sacks, seven sacks. You know, he was doing his thing. TJ can probably do that because he has the moves. He has the power. And as he get older, he's going to have, he's going to find more loopholes to win the battles, the one-on-one battles. And this is it's just going to dominate, man. Like, this is going to dominate. Like, I feel like TJ can, if he stays healthy for a good decade, that record is good as his. As crazy as it sounds, saying, yo, he can stay healthy for another decade at 27 now, so I'll put him at 37, or early 37. It's possible. It's possible, man. You can't rule it out. can't rule it out, especially in this NFL where it's like, it's not as physically demanding as it used to be because, you know, they did their, they're doing their best to make it as safe as possible to prolong some of these guys' careers, some of these superstars' careers. You know, I feel like some positions get is getting protected by it, some positions not. I feel like TJ is in a position where, you know, he can kind of be protected by it. And all he got to do is just rush the passer, you know, so he can get to the point he's just a situational player. He come in at third down. And he might actually get the sack, you know. But TJ's definitely on his way for his third All-Pro year, fifth Pro Bowl, definitely defensive player of the year, man. You have to show this guy the utmost respect, the best edge rusher in the game. I don't want to hear from no one, nobody, no Miles Garrett, no nothing, nothing. There's nothing. He's the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He won it three times. I actually seen a stat where they said the three times that he won Defensive Player of the Week, you add those together, them stats together, that's actually a good year for a player. And I think it was like about nine sacks or something like that to an incher. So salute to TJ Watt for winning that award. Defensive Player of the Year, best defender in the game. I don't want to hear Aaron Donald. I don't want to hear none of that. T.J. Watt. That boy go crazy. He's going for that sack record. I think he's going to get it because the Baltimore Ravens, they give up the most sacks in the NFL. Now, we don't know if Lamar's playing or not, but I think it was time for us to really break that game down. But TJ Watt, you keep it up, man. Give us one more week of that stuff. And we're talking about a legendary season here. Because I said it before, I'm going to say it again. When people bring up Michael Strahan breaking that record, they always go to Brett Favre and say Brett Favre gave himself up for that sack. That's what they say. And when I actually watched the clip, that's what it was. TJ's going against Lamar. Or the Henley kid, they're not going to lay down for TJ. It's the Baltimore Ravens. They're not going to lay down. So if TJ gets, excuse me, when TJ breaks this record, I don't want to hear nothing from anybody. Let him not get, get defensive player of the year this year. Pittsburgh, Stiller Nation, Stiller gang members. Yo, we going to have to take a trip, man, because the NFL, come on, man. Come on, man. The NFL is not going to do that. Not this year. Give TJ Watt his goddamn trophy. Oh, my God, what's this? Yeah. Pittsburgh? Let's get it. Let's go. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang, gang. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, bang.
teams, man, we got them ring. It's a lot to let them hate. Run the game, we are not the same. Time and hold the reins, it's insane. Benny got the reins, Juju do his thing. Then it's Pouncy, Corner, Devin Bush, just to name some names. You can tell I'll rep my squad when you hear that bang, bang. Who the hell you rep? I ain't feeling sweat, you not a threat. Just another notch, you a little step. Better bet, we a better bet. Get your cheddar check, shredder sets. season Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens is going down January 9th 2022 at MNT Bank Stadium this is the last regular season game for Big Ben Roethlisberger this is the last time we'll be able to see Big Ben Roethlisberger playing a regular season yes Yes, but it may not be the last time we see Ben Roethlisberger play because, like I said, the scenarios are out there. They are out there that the Pittsburgh Steelers can win this game, get some help from the NFL friends, and get in the dance. It ain't over until it's over, but let's focus on this game right here, man. Now, we all know it doesn't matter who lines up. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback, who's the coach, who's the punter, who's the kicker, who's the lineman. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens is always a close one. Do I have to read out the last couple scores? Come on, I'll do it. The last five. The last time we played Baltimore, it was this year. We won 20 to 19. The game before that, 19-14, Steelers. The game before that, 28-24, Steelers. The game before that, 28-10, Baltimore. You know, that was one of them. You know, one of those outliers right there. You feel me? And the game before that, Baltimore won that 26-23. But overall, you see that the teams don't matter. It doesn't matter. Every time we line up the play, it's going to be a close game. Overall, the all-time series is close. But the Steelers is up because, you know, we got Big Ben, and Big Ben is a reason for a lot of this. So Big Ben, <laughs> I mean, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers are up 31-24 to on the Baltimore Ravens in the all-time meetings. This, to me, is the best rivalry in sports, not because of the, I guess, the, the foulness or whatnot, because to me personally, I don't feel like it's foul. I feel like this is the cleanest rivalry in sports. Like, it's based off respect, love for the game, pride, and it's like you're not going to see these guys as a lot of unsportsmanlike penalties and whatnot. It's going to be clean football. If it's going to be penalties, this is like bang-bang type plays. But for the most part, it's clean football. It's a lot of respect. If someone gets hurt, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't intentional. This is a hard 
hitting game. It's the environment, man. If if it's in Heinz Field, it's like that. If it's in M&T Bank Stadium, it's like that. It's no problem. Guys is going, you know, give it they all. Like, coming into this game, Najee Harris had a hell of a game. And I feel like him having a taste of that game is something that him and the Pittsburgh Steelers feel like that's something that we're going to need to really get back to if we want to win this game against Baltimore. Because at the end of the day, Baltimore's offensive style is a running style. Now, since they have the Hunley kid in there, let me get his name right because I'm sitting here. But yeah, Lamar's backup. You know, he, he he showed little little things that he can do a little bit better than Lamar. Just a little bit as far as in throwing. It's kind of a little more careful. But at the same time, he does a lot. The offense didn't totally change for him. You know, it's more so like they're doing the same kind of things. The similarities are kind of the same. The differences is all just in play style. And I feel like at the end of the day... If your offensive lineman can't protect you, it don't matter what style you're playing. You're going to be getting No battle rap. You feel me? So, coming into this game, Big Ben, 21 touchdowns. Lamar, 16 at the time, you know. Their biggest target over there is Mark Andrews. He's solid. Top five tight end in the game. Maybe even top three. Uh, that was an argument I had off, you know, off camera, off script, off the podcast. Um, and you can kind of make a case that Mark Andrews is probably one of the top three in the game. He's one catch away for 100 for the year. He already got over 1,000, nine touchdowns. Um, you know, he has more yards than Deontay. Deontay has 100 receptions for 1,110 yards, and Andrews had, you know, 1,276. So you can see where... We use Deontay in that regard. They use Mark Andrews in the same way. Not the same way, but as far as usage goes, you know, they like to give it to him. Like, he's their guy. Even though they have, what's the name on the outside as well? Um, Hollywood Brown. But that's more so like, he, he got to get open down there. If he not open down there, it ain't no point to even bring him up. Their leading rusher is Lamar Jackson. And I believe Lamar Jackson missed a few games. So, it's not like they're out there running teams like the Titans. They're not getting it done like the Titans. They're just getting it done during, like with Lamar and scheme. You know, Lamar has those opportunities. The Huntley kid has those opportunities. Going into the game, Baltimore is six, excuse me, Baltimore is five and three at home, while the Pittsburgh Steelers is two and five at home. I mean, two or five away. It's not really good. Pittsburgh being two and five, and those are the games where we come out dead slow, dead slow. But I feel like if we come out in this game like we came out in the last game, where it's more so like you can tell Ben had his hand in in the play calling, I think we'll be able to duplicate how fast we was able to put things together on that Monday night game. And Baltimore is more so up and down. They've been slipping. Um, so you kind of really know they have a lot of players that's already listed as out, got players that's questionable. The players that's out is Anthony Everett, uh, cornerback, Ben Powers. I'm not sure if he's a starter over there. You got doubtful, um, their DN, uh, I think he's a rookie. He may not be the rookie, but Awe, uh, Marquise Brown, he didn't practice today. He's questionable. Uh, Devin Duvernay. He was questionable. He practiced, though. Malik Harrison, he's a linebacker over there. He practiced full. Lamar Jackson didn't practice. He's questionable with his ankle. So, you know, it's a lot of it's a whole lot of people that didn't practice doing for rest. They over there trying to adopt how the Pittsburgh Steelers do things, but the Steelers is not on that type of time. You feel me? There ain't nobody really resting like that. <laughs> you know, uh, Ben was a full participate participant in practice. Um, Pat Frymuth, you already know he's back. 
what's name didn't um, practice as well. Presley Harvin, he didn't practice. Still dealing with, you know, his issues. Man, prayers go out to him. You know, you can take your time, bro. I'm not gonna even lie. Um, I feel like the Steelers invested in you with the draft pick. So, you know, just take your time, man. Next year is gonna be a big year for you. Cause I'm not gonna lie, the guy that's backing you up is doing a good job. And I don't I think just the fact that we drafted you, we're gonna give you that opportunity next year. You know, so I, I'm not even mad if he don't play because it's a difficult situation losing a parent, especially at a young age. He's young, so losing a parent young is uh, significant. <clears throat> and Trey Turner, he was limited in practice because of his knee. Um, it's good that he was able to practice. Kendrick Green was able to practice as well. He was limited. But I'm not going to lie. I feel like the way that J.C. played, it's kind of like – do we want to put Kendra Green back in there? You know? I feel like that's more so one of them things where if Kendra Green isn't 100%, we should probably go with J.C. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't that many players that's on the injury reserve. I mean, excuse me. Oh, wow. That's on the injury report on our side, or the Ravens side. You can fill up the whole side of the ball and some, you know, some big names over there. But a lot of those guys are resting and whatnot because they're old. <laughs> but as far as the team ranking, when it comes up to, up to week 18, the Steelers are ranked 21st in points scored, ranked 22nd in points allowed, ranked 17th in t- takeaway differential. We had zero. Um, pass per game, we're at 16th. Rush per game, 28th. On the defensive side, passing yards allowed, the 12th. Defensive, I mean, rushing yards per game, we're at 31st. We're almost down towards the bottom of the league. On the Ravens' side, pass, I mean, points scored per game, they're 16th. You know, um, the difference between Steelers and the Ravens are literally three points, and that's how close it is as far as scoring in the NFL right now, three points. Still is at 21st, and the Ravens at 16th. Points allowed, they give up 23 points a game, putting them at 20th, while the Steelers give up 24. So this is this is only more of a reassurance that, yo, this is going to be another close game because these guys marry each other. Passing yards a game, rushing yards a game, respectfully, they're, they're ranked 13th in passing and 5th in rushing. Like I told you, their scheme is really built for the rush. And passing is more so like play action and whatnot, things they can – once they have you really committed on stopping the run, they try to hit you with them bombs and whatnot. And Steelers are just trying to find their way on offense. to trying to win games, man, just trying to win games. So it's more so that I feel like our defense will be able to make plays on the Ravens' offense because it's not anything new um, based off the pass. The Steelers are able to do things against the Ravens' offense, you know, that kind of keep us in the game where we end up getting them small victories and whatnot. And as far as Baltimore's passing defense, they're ranked dead last, giving up the most passing yards a game. Now, Ben is not Ben is not known to push it down the field to get 300, 400 yards a game anymore. But I'm not going to lie, looking at that statistic, knowing that the Ravens are down so many corners, DBs and whatnot, this might be one of them games where, yeah, we go in, you know, uh, we run the ball, we try to establish that. But, nah, we need to take our shots, bro. The receivers need to step up. I need, a, I need every receiver to get a touchdown. Deontay, you need a touchdown. Chase, you need a touchdown. Um, Ray Ray, you need a touchdown. Pat, you need a touchdown. Zach, you need a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? James Washington, you need a touchdown, man. Especially if you want you want to get paid and get some burn on another team next year. You feel me? So make sure everybody got their chin strap buckle because you know the Ravens versus Stiller games going to go crazy. And I think TJ Watt is going to have three sacks minimum. Calling that now, you feel me? So make sure y'all put some respect on that after y'all listen to this, y'all see the game, 
And y'all come back like, yo, Cav, yo, you said it, bro. You said it, bro. You know what I mean? But the box score, I mean, not box score, my prediction for this game on a Wednesday, which is tough to do because you don't really know. But when it comes to Steelers versus Ravens, it's not really that tough to do. I feel like this game is going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers win 26 to Baltimore 20. I feel like it's going to be a six-point game. Pittsburgh Steelers win. Ben Roethlisberger, 300 yards. Uh, Najee, probably 90 to 120, you know. Um, TJ with three sacks. I think Aquilo, who's been having a, a fantastic last five weeks of the season, um, I believe he'll have an interception. Because is this what he's doing now since he built his confidence up? Because I said it before that when he got, when we got him, acquired him this year, it was said that, you know, his issue was confidence. And once I heard that, I said, okay, well, Mike Tomlin will probably be able to, if Mike Tomlin can't make him confident in his game and himself, then he's, he's not going to be here long. And as week and week and week went along, we kind of forgot he was on the team. And then out of nowhere, Joe Hayden go down. You know, we have some issues with um, James Pierre, who's in a doghouse. I think the door is locked on him. Um, you know, but he's he is good on special teams. So it's not like he's not getting any burn. But Akilo, like, I keep saying Akilo, but I need to stop. But Akilo, like, he's... Been doing his thing, man. He's been doing his thing, and I think he's going to continue to do so, man. Uh, he's making his name on the Steeler team. He will become a favorite. I feel like he's already becoming a favorite because he's putting in the work. And we're going to see, man. I got this. Like I said, man, I got the Steelers winning this game 26-20. to 20. Steelers hopefully get some help from the Jaguars. And, you know, the Ravens, I mean, not the Ravens, the Raiders and the Chargers, they just, you know, just say, yo, man, we gonna, one of us is going to win this game, you know. But it is what it is, man. We can only wish for the best. If this is the last game, man, where we see Big Ben play, let's all lock in and really think of the positive things in his 18-year career with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. Uh, I'm going to do more so of my top 10 Ben plays, top 10 Ben moments and whatnot. I'm going to do all that after the season is over. I would like to keep the mentality of the team, which is one week at a time. We're focused on Baltimore. So I'm going to just stay on that. And then after the Baltimore game, after everything plays out, we really figure out who's in the playoffs, who's not. We'll go from there, man. The regular season awards. You know, I feel like that episode might be a two-parter in itself because of the knowing that this is it for Ben. This is going to be a lot, man. It's going to be a lot, man. And, you know, you'll give updates on that as time goes along. But I'm ready, man. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. They ain't going to play. They're not going to play Renegade for us. You feel me? So, like, whenever, you know. Y'all get hype and y'all at home, y'all watching. Or even if you at the stadium, you just happen to have headphones on deck. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you play Renegade that one time. You feel me? So, you know, <laughs> salute, man. Still's forever, man. This has been the up and down season, man. But at the end of the day, it's, it, it could be a whole lot worse. It could be better. It is what it is, man. Still is going to get this win in Baltimore, and we're going to see what happens, man. It's your man, Kevizy. K-E-V-E-Z-E, for those who don't spell well. You know I don't judge. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you follow everything. Still is for seven podcasts. Make sure you follow everything Venture Season Network, man. We growing, expanding, doing more than your average branding. You feel me? And, uh, you know, they got their own issues over there. But, you know, that ain't my problem. Felony Venture Season Network, we out here. Yeah. <laughs> Baltimore, I don't care if it's 
Tyler Huntley, whatever his name is, or Lamar Jackson. Either way, put your 3D glasses on, because TJ coming straight at you for that record, you heard? Talk tall, but them niggas is small. Tryna stack my chips, tryna make sure that we haul. Haul up the big bucks, and y'all niggas is fall. Y'all niggas is fall, I ain't pray for that. Other hand, y'all pray for mine, so fuck that, this my time. I'ma make you love the grind. Yeah, I see that you hate, but it don't matter to us, cause Vinci Gang ain't played all day. 